Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. And welcome to the January edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. Uh, And Happy New Year to you, Paul, and all our listeners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Lots of new things coming our way for the new year. Yes, yes, indeed. And and we're going to talk about those Um, off the top of the show. We did get an inquiry in the other day from from one of our listeners, which we're going to do on the next show. Yeah. Okay. So Thunder Mesa is going to be yeah. something we're going to look into. And the only reason I'm pushing it back to the next show, well, two reasons. Firstly, I think we've got a lot to talk about this show. But yeah. secondly, I actually, um, I think I mentioned on this show before, but I've been for the last year or two, <laughs> almost three probably now, been writing a book which I've finished the first draft of. A book, which uh, I'm, this year's, uh, I don't do New Year's resol- resolutions, but this year that is my aim, is to actually do something with that book. But in that book, I've written about Thunder Mesa and a bit about how that all ties in with the attractions. Um, but I don't have access to the actual manuscript at the moment. It's on another computer. So I didn't have it to hand, and I thought rather than try and bodge it, We'll do it properly. Um, so I can't remember who had written in about that. Apologies. I didn't no, it, see it was someone I was talking to. Um, oh, right. Let me find it. It was, I believe, Tony, I think. Okay, perfect. So, Tony, um, we will do that on the next episode. So that will be going out in February. Um, I think well, I think we're going to try and still keep these monthly, aren't we? Yeah, if... Unless anything comes along, yeah, I suppose we've got a little bit. We've we've um, changed some of the background stuff, so actually we've got a bit more freedom than we did. We were limited beforehand, and that we can only put out an episode a month anyway, yeah. whether we wanted to or not. But now we've got a little bit more freedom, so um, we'll say it'll be February show. But if we put something out before, then we'll let you know. Obviously, um, now it's been so long, Paul. Do we drink on this show? Do we talk so, about what yeah. we, we drink? Right, yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, I'm being sensible. It's my first day back at work tomorrow after two weeks off, so I'm just drinking Pepsi Max. Just regular Pepsi Max, not cherry. I thought I'd just, you know, adjust the flow a little bit. Um, so just regular Pepsi for me. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm back on the health kick. Um, really overindulged over Christmas and put most of the weight back on that I lost. <laughs> um <laughs> So I'm just on um, the the drink of the gods again, back onto the uh, the water. <laughs> I, uh, I I did contemplate doing. Um, I think it's pronounced Veganuary. Yeah, but basically vegan January. I was I was tempted to do that because um, it's probably a direction I will go to in in, in the future at some point anyway. However. 
there was so much chocolate bought for me over Christmas that I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I either had to eat all the chocolate really quickly, which wouldn't have been a good idea, um, or throw it away, which would be an even worse idea. So um, maybe I'll do like, at this rate, probably vegan March. (laughs) If if I'm looking around, like today I found three chocolate oranges. Oh, God. (laughs) That I just, I'd completely forgotten about with the other stash of stuff. Um, So yeah, that's, that's not gone so well. But I mean, I, I suppose the thing with Christmas, you can allow yourself to indulge, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to. You don't really have a lot of choice, do you? It's there in front of you, so you have mm. to kind of take it. Yes, yeah. I tried desperately for the like the week before Christmas just not to do it, and then I just I was like, oh, people putting boxes of chocolates on the desk at work, and I was just like, oh, screw it, I'm just going to go for it and enjoy myself. And the worst thing as well is those small chocolates. You can't have one. No. So exactly. you, you end up, you think, oh, I'll just have four or five. That's not too bad. And you realise you've probably eaten the equivalent of like two full-size bars of chocolate. Yeah. Awful, awful little things. Yeah. Um, like, we just come out of Christmas. Um, yeah. Did you get anything Disney or, or Disneyland Paris related for Christmas? Um, Disney related. I didn't get anything Disneyland Paris related, but I did get, I got a new Disney tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Rafiki. Nice. Disney tradition. So he's he's sitting in front of me. Actually, we've got a a shelf of smaller ones in the in the living room. The rest are all in the dining room. But I'm sitting there. He's sitting alongside. Um, I just can't wait to be King Simba with mm. the uh, with his mane around his head that looks like a flower. Oh, yeah, so I there, love that. And, and Rafiki's sitting there in his um, meditating pose mm. next to him. So yeah, that was added. Um, that was it. I think Disney related. I didn't get a lot this year, to be honest. We'd well, I'd, I'd had my um, my Mickey Mouse Sorcerer's Vans. Of course you had. Yes. Present, so, so I'd had those previously. So, so yeah, that a couple of nice Disney bits. And it's it's my birthday in a couple of weeks, so there might be some more. Never know. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I saw a, I think it comes out later this month. It's a Disney tradition. It's one of those ones where... Um, they do them for certain lines or certain films, and it's one where they've got a lot of characters on a on like a plinth. Yeah, and Captain uh, Hart, I believe they're called. Oh, are they? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's one coming out which is uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, and extremely tempted. I mean, it's easy now. Now I've managed to get my daughter <laughs> liking the Nightmare Before Christmas, and yeah. um. If anyone hasn't, I mean, I like the weird thing when we do this show is this is obviously a kind of spin off from Diz After Dark, but some people listen to this and don't listen to the main show and, you know, and stuff like that. So for Christmas, myself and my daughter sat down and read the original Tim Burton poem of The Nightmare Before Christmas um, on the on the Christmas Diz After Dark episode, the big 200 um, episode. Um, and that's because she just started before Christmas. She'd watched the film properly for the first time and she started to get really into the characters and stuff like that. So now that she's on board as well, it will hopefully be easier for me to justify that purchase. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think it's particularly expensive. I think it's um, about 50, 60 pounds. Yeah. Those ones aren't too bad. We've, yeah. we've, we've not got any, but we've looked at a couple. We like the beauty and the beast one. Mm. Yes. Um, that they did a few years ago. Yeah. Um, we haven't got a lot of Beauty and the Beast ones, actually. Saying that, we've only, I think we've only got a bell. That's, that's it. Um, the only problem I have with the 
um, with those traditions is I do find they really struggle with some of the the princesses and the female, what, what, the, the human yeah. characters, to get the faces just right. Like um, we've got an Alice in Wonderland one. There's some yeah. there's some new ones coming out, but we got some yes. the first time that they did some a few years ago, and we've got one of Alice sitting on a toadstool, and yeah. it doesn't like in the face. It doesn't look like her. Yeah. I don't think they, they are, some of them they really struggle. The the Beauty and the Beast ones actually, I think, are some of the, the better ones that yeah. they do. Um, anyway, this isn't Disney traditions after dark. I just thought I'd ask that question. <laughs> um, I've got to be honest, like like you, I had a very um, I didn't ask for much for Christmas, no. um, but I did get Spider Man for PlayStation Four, which technically, yeah. you know, he's in Disneyland Paris, so that counts. Um, and, and also at the moment I've unlocked the Tony Stark suit, which is the homecoming suit, which is what he now wears in the park. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, we, a, a lot's been going on. Um, yeah. is there anywhere in particular you wanted to start? Um, should we start with some, a couple of things that have actually happened today and, uh, and a bigger in general thing that I, I brought up with you the other day. And, and that's some, some closures that have happened today and, and some that are, are coming in, a in the next few months. Mm. Um, so today, first off, the art of animation building is, is closed. Um, that's going under its refurbishment. We don't know what's going in there at the moment. Um, we've heard rumors yeah, lots of speculation around. Yeah. Um, we discussed some of those in the last show as what yeah. we think, you know, could be going in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, at this moment, they haven't announced anything. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's quite funny that it's its closure has been quite close to another long-standing attraction in Jaws. Yeah. I think they were a few days apart in terms of when they closed. And also yeah. a similar um announcement date there wasn't much time for people to go and see it one last time no um no. which is a shame i mean yeah it's a it's a dated attraction like the the film itself um you know is coming up to oh, 20 years i think yeah when it first debuted because it it the film was was taken or the attraction was taken from um what was mgm studios and brought over to paris and they they carried the film over um so the film was quite dated, but I think there's just something nice about celebrating the, the history side of Disney. Um, and they had like the multiplane camera in there. And, you know, yeah. I, I think if you like animation, it's it's quite an important part of the history. And I think it's a shame that they've they've got rid of that without any kind of replacement for it. Yeah, no, really, I... I used to love going in there. I didn't used to go and see the show. I think I've only seen the show twice, once probably in each park. Mm. Um, but I used to love going in there and looking at the concept art that they'd got in there. And there was some great Beauty and the Beast concept art and some, some Seven Dwarfs concept art in there as well. Yeah. Um, that I used to love looking at and taking photos of. If you could, if you could get away with getting rid of the glare, they were, they were wonderful things to take photos of. Mm. Um, in the last few years, it's become... I think that's become the second second part of it, really. That that people didn't really go in there for for that. It was mm. it had become a meet and greet area. Yeah. Um. For the for the bulk of it, it also got a really great shop attached to it as well. Yes. Um. Again, talking of Disney traditions, I used to sell some of those in there, and it used to be, it used to be themed to the what the meet and greet was for a while. 
Okay. Um, so when Bell was in there, it was a lot of Beauty and the Beast stuff. When Moana was in there, it was it was Moana stuff. Um, but previous to that, it used to be it used to be the the version of kind of Harrington's and and the gallery even um, for the studios. But mm. yeah, that seemed to to go away once they started doing the meet and greets in there. But yeah, I definitely agree. It was great seeing the the different cameras in there that they'd got and and different techniques they they'd used for for filming animation over the years. They used to get good books. Well, I mean, you still could get books in there, but I remember when it first opened, um, and I thought it was actually a, a Disney published book, but um, Alan Littier's um, Disneyland Paris from Sketch to Reality book that was the yeah. first time I'd ever seen or heard of it was in that shop. And that would have been just after the studios opened, so 2002. Um, and I actually thought it was a, a legitimate book that they'd published. Um, and it, it, it wasn't. Um, but, I mean, that's still one of my favourite books to to look at. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you ever seen the book? Uh, I've not. I've, uh, multiple times I've looked at it. I've seen it in the, in the parks as well, mm. um, way back when I first started going. Um, they definitely got it in there, and I've looked at it multiple times. It comes up; they've got deals with the last remaining few that they've got. And every time I look at it, and I think, "Oh, I really want it," but I never, never get round to actually pulling the trigger on it. I mean, it's it's expensive. I mean, it's especially expensive now because um, they did a limited. You know, the the, the book was published in two thousand two. Um, that had long since sold out, and second-hand copies were going for silly money on places like Amazon and eBay. Um, and I'm not sure how it worked out, but he was able to get some additional copies published probably about four or five years ago now um, as limited editions, and um, they were slightly higher than the they had been originally. But I think some of that was down to what it was published on, like the the pages of. It, it's a nice book. Um, yeah. It is a nice book, um, and also the limited nature of it as, as well. Like it must have cost a bit more to to actually print them and, and yeah. so forth. Um, but it's an absolutely stunning book. Like some of the, the behind the scenes uh, images are just just wonderful. Um, but yeah, that that shop was always one. I think I think you nailed it on the head when you said it was like the gallery shop of the studios because it yeah. was much smaller than the the uh, gallery shop in in uh, the village, but it had a similar kind of range of, of items. Yeah, yeah it, it certainly did. And, and and that will be missed, I think, being that kind of... I know you come through Studio One and the shops in there and, and then the courtyard, but that's kind of the first and really only shop that's in the actual main park. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't weirdly. think... I don't... I'm trying to think. There's a lot of kiosks, aren't there? Yeah, oh, I suppose there's the Ratatouille shop. And there's the um, the shop at the end of Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. But other than that, oh, yeah. Tower of Terror. Yes. But a lot of people, unless you go on the ride, wouldn't know that Tower of Terror shop was there. No, you wouldn't. You you like, although it's a typical, as you say, like, you know, please exit into the gift shop. Yeah. Um, the actual entrance for it is quite hidden. Because yeah. it's you have to walk into the courtyard of the hotel to go, and if you're not going on the attraction, you're probably not going to walk around the courtyard. So, no. uh, and that's a lovely shop as well, actually. But yeah, it is both of them. The one in in, Ho- in Hollywood Studios is is probably even better. Um, same theming, but the the Hollywood Studio one, Hollywood Studios one, tends to have more themed stuff, whereas the 
the one in Paris seems to have gone down the route of the generic. Yeah, it's an, it's odd because I'd say a quarter of that store is Tower of Terror, and yeah. the rest of it is quite generic Disneyland Paris, Paris yeah. you know, cuddly toys, t-shirts, whatever. Um, they normally they had quite a bit of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff when yeah. I was there a few months ago, last month actually. It feels like yeah. longer, um, but and I suppose that's probably because of like the the kind of macabre theme of Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's stuff that you can only buy in that shop, yeah. which always makes it good to have a look around in that in that case. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. So actually, that's a tip if you've never if you've never gone on the Tower of Terror because you didn't want to go on the attraction, and I I don't blame yeah. you, no, um, because I have a very odd relationship with that attraction. <laughs> I love it, but I hate going on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a really nice shop. You can you don't have to go on the ride. You can just walk through the courtyard, and it's kind of tucked around the back near. Well, at the moment, near where the Armageddon Mars yeah. vehicle is. But obviously, yeah, and that that's brings going. us on to that subject. And I, <laughs> yeah. I was actually just about to say, I wonder whether they might clear a, a better path mm, through possibly. to the shop, possibly. Uh, especially if it does go the way that we we believe it might do, and that becomes Guardians of the Galaxy at some point. Mm. Uh, that would certainly link up better is to have a path that way yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, that that's the, the attraction that's, that's closed today is the art of animation. And as we've just said, Armageddon is, is also due to go down in the next, well, the first, first of third, April. Yeah. Yeah. First of April. Uh, so that that's going as well. We, we can't say much about what's going to happen with it closing because They've not announced whether they're going to do closing, special closing thing, and which we'll talk about in a minute because they've, they've actually done one for something else today. Mm. Uh, I don't know how popular Armageddon getting a closing party would be. but I, I, Well, I think it could be quite a popular one, actually, because I think everyone will just be glad to see the back of it. Um, or, or certainly the majority of people. You know, yeah. I've always had a a weird soft spot for it saying that I've not been on it in about eight years, <laughs> but um, I'm a sucker for those kind of special effects uh, shows where they don't really show you behind the scenes of how a movie set works, but just, you know, put you in, in a, in a scene from a film. Although admittedly, I don't know what scene of the film that was supposed to be, you know, no. again, wasn't it that you was on some like space station that was like, yeah, like being uh, hit by a meteor shower or something. Yeah. Like it, it was never featured in the film, but no. I, I it's, it's weird it because cause I did, when Doctor Who was going through its major popular phase with with Tennant and, and Smith during mm. that era, I went and did a the tour of the museum that they got in Cardiff, and they'd got something very similar in there. What for the TARDIS or? Yeah, basically you you'd go through the TARDIS and then you'd come out and you'd be in this like circle thing with Daleks around you and Cybermen, um, very similar, um, to to Armageddon, um, and it was weird. It did seem like it was a bit of a a cheap knockoff of of Armageddon. Um, well, I'll be honest, like I always felt because of the the fact that it was it features something that never featured in the film, I always wondered if somebody just comes in with the concepts of 
we've got this space station set that you can do stuff to. Yeah. And they just bought it. <laughs> That's always been my yeah. theory. But yeah, I don't, I'd be very surprised if they did a big thing about Armageddon. I mean, yeah. the only thing that it has going for it in terms of, um, you know, having a special closure or something like that is the fact it was an opening day attraction, but then so was the art of animation and that just yeah. closed. There was yeah. no fanfare. In fact, um, a few people pointed out on Twitter today um, that the other thing we'll talk about in a second had a closing ceremony, yeah. and yet this didn't. And this is attraction. And, and Disney normally um, like to do closing things. I know in Paris we don't get things like um, T-shirts when rides no. are closing. But then um, that's fairly new in the in the US as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think it really started with the great movie ride. Yes, that's true. I think, um, I mean, Star Tours, they did a big closing ceremony and they gave out uh, badges yeah. for that. Um, and they did like a, a big send off at the end of the night. But um, yeah, they don't really celebrate the closures of things. So I, I don't think we'll see one for, for Armageddon either. No, and and we do know now, and I think we mentioned it on the last show, that Armageddon will be becoming a Spider-Man ride of some kind. So we can all look forward to that. And and that kind of moves us on to the next bit because it's all, all kind of in conjunction um, with each other. It's kind of a, a synergy. Um, and the other closure today was the Hotel New York. Mm. Um, after nearly 20 years of being in operation, as it is, um, with very little changes, well, when we say opening day attraction, I mean, this was an opening day hotel, but it was an opening yeah. day hotel for Dis- uh, Euro Disneyland. It was like yeah. Euro Disney. It wasn't even Euro Disneyland then. Yeah. Um, so back in 1992. So, yeah, I mean, that that has been around longer. And like you say, you know, coming up to almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and other than the Disneyland hotel, it's the only one I haven't stayed in. Likewise. Uh, I've not I've not stayed in, in New York either, actually. No. We we've looked at it a couple of times and just found that the other the, the other hotels were better themed. Well, I think I mean the other thing as well is that I'd say for probably the last five six years, people have just talked about how dated it was, and the New yeah. York was a premium priced hotel, like yeah. it was on a par, sometimes or often more expensive than the, the Newport Bay. Yeah, um, same star rating, but you know, Disneyland Hotel wasn't that much more expensive than the New York yeah. on quite a lot of occasions that I looked. And if yeah. you're going to spend that kind of money to stay in a hotel, you'll pay a bit extra to stay in Disneyland, even though I know that that in itself uh, has its own issues and, and is, you know, scheduled for refurbishment soon as well. But yeah. at least that's, a, you know, got a bit more to it than the New York has. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I've not... I've not eaten in the New York. I've not had a drink in the New York. The only time I go in the New York is to go in the shop. The shop was always fairly good. Um, a bit more upscale than some of the, the other hotels. Mm. Um, and you used to be out, it, very similar to the Disneyland. A lot of the stuff was in glass cases and, and things like that. So rather than just being stuff that you could put out on shelves. So, so that was the, the one plus point for me always, but, as as we've mentioned, the synergy um, it closed today. Um, finally, got some kind of reopening date. It's going to be closed for eighteen months, by the look of it now. Okay. Um, not just a year. They've confirmed that it'll be summer twenty twenty. 
before it reopened. Um, well, I wonder if they'll tie that in with. I'm assuming they'll have Marvel back. Yeah, I, mean, I would assume so. I'm guessing everything will, or the bulk of everything will open at the same time. Oh, I see. So what you're saying is, is that it it might be tied in with the um, Marvel takeover of uh, the yeah. backlot, or at least the the major part of it. Yeah. Um, I would assume the Spider-Man ride will be up and running. And I would imagine the rock and roller coaster retheme will probably be up and running at the same time as well. Yeah. Or certainly, I, I, or, you know, be on the verge of opening if not. Yeah. 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 Because obviously, rock and roller coaster, we've not got a date yet for its its closure. No. But it's only a new retheme. It's not a, a change of ride as such, as far as we know. Um, so it shouldn't be a big job as such. I think more work's going to be done outside. Yeah. I mean, obviously stuff will be changed in the ride and the ride vehicles will undoubtedly change as well. But yeah, um, yeah I think the majority of that work will be going on outside. Yeah. Changing it the looks, building. Yeah, it looks like it. And, and I think that'll just be the, the upper portion of the, the ride building. I think the lower lower portion of it will probably not get much, much change to it. Mm. I think it's just going to be that where the kind of where the roller coaster is on the the top of it um the the theming of the the upper upper levels um which looks like it's going to become the the arc reactor of some kind um will be where the major work goes on outside but again that will probably be a summer job i would imagine that the inside will be done first um so we shall we shall see when that that comes on board, but my my question, for, kind of for both of us, with with all these closures, certainly making the studios park basically half a park, as it's going to be now, back to to how it was five mm. six years ago when it lacked Ratatouille and and Toy Story Playland and and things like that. It's it's going to send that that park backwards a little bit for a while, I think, and. And the loss of a hotel as well is is a massive thing. It is. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, there's been rumours for quite a while, and we discussed rumours about them adding a, an additional hotel. And you do wonder, in some ways, if they should have actually built a, a hotel. You know, if they're going to build a new hotel, build that before yeah. closing one down. Um, you know, we've seen the Cheyenne and the Santa Fe and the Newport Bay all have refurbishments over the years and quite dramatic ones at times. Yeah. Um, and yet those hotels remained open. You know, yeah. they did them in sections. Now, I know New York's a little bit of a different hotel compared to the, like those other ones like Cheyenne. It was quite easy for them to block off parts of that because... Yeah, and they they didn't do anything with the, the reception area at the Cheyenne either. No. That stayed as it was. Newport did get some work done on the on the reception area. Mm. Um, not really the check-in area. It was more the shops and the bar and everything that got changed there. Cause it was, it was like that when, when we went and stayed there um, a few years ago, there was still work going on. There was no shop in the Newport Bay at the, at the time we stayed. Mm. Um, they were still working on that. Um, and had literally only got a bar area in the, the reception area. That was all they could, that was the only place they could fit it. Um, I'm not sure about the Santa Fe because I never saw it during its refurb, but I would assume that that's, that was pretty similar to, 
to the Cheyenne um, in terms of what they did. Yeah, I don't think that... Um, I'm pretty sure that receptionary remained the same. Yeah. And, yeah, they just they just worked on blocks one by one. Um, yeah. Doing those up. Um, I think what's interesting with the, the Art of Marvel um, and what they kind of talked about today... I'm not sure if, I mean, I think this may have been mentioned a bit before, but, you know, it's called the art of Marvel and there seems to be a huge emphasis on that rather than yeah. the films. Yeah, it does. It does certainly feel like that, that they've, kind of, but then we've seen concept art of the, the reception area with Stark's armor. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed, the theme is supposed to be uh, all around Tony Stark. Yeah. Isn't it? So it's supposed to be, you know, in his kind of design uh image, what he would probably choose to furnish the rooms like, what he'd like it to be yeah. designed like. So but yeah, I think the costumes are probably the only thing I've seen that look yeah. like they'll be taken from films. Everything so else what, is gonna be comic book. Yeah, there there's certainly some some news on that come out today that the the suites are gonna be themed to individual characters. Yes. Um, which was not something we'd heard. We'd we'd heard that they were obviously going to be styled towards Marvel. Um, that they would it would be throughout the whole hotel, but it has been confirmed now that each suite will be individually different um, and based on a certain character. So that's that's interesting. I would imagine a lot of that will be artwork more than anything to keep it a bit more stylish um, for suites. Um, I mean, who do, you, that. who do you think? Because, I mean, I, I don't think there'll be an Iron Man suite. I don't know. It, it did mention that there there would be, but I'm not sure. I think we might do. There certainly was mention of an Avengers suite. Um, I think we're going to be looking at people that are based in New York, so Spider-Man. Doctor Strange wouldn't be a big surprise um, with him being based in New York as well. Um but they're the only characters that I would pick to fit in with the style. Um, I mean, Captain America, Bronx. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing, it, like, I'd imagine, like, Black Panther would probably have been in with a shout. But yeah. again, as you say, New York theme, maybe not so much. But then if that, if the suites are going to be Avengers based, then that doesn't necessarily matter. No. No, certainly if it's if it's going to be based around the team as such, there's there's some suites based around the team, then they can add individual touches. Because for me, I wouldn't... I can't imagine they're going to do a Thor suite. No. Or I suppose Bruce Banner is in New York, but... Yeah, but, I mean, who wants to sleep in a green room? Yeah, Because exactly. that, that would literally be the thing, wouldn't it? All the walls would yeah. be green, purple bed sheets. There's yeah. your room. Um yeah. Do you? Where are the Fantastic Four based? They're New York. So I mean, the thing is, like you, you know, we obviously don't have the restrictions that we have um, with other theme parks and you know, Marvel in in other parts of the world. Yeah. So I mean, there's no reason, and, and obviously it's based on the art of Marvel. So this is yeah. comic books. So there's no nothing to say that we wouldn't see something Fantastic Four based, yeah. especially <laughs> as that Fox still looks to be done now. Yeah. If anything, the, the Fantastic Four style would actually fit better than anybody else mm. with with what it looks like now. 
Yeah. Um, it certainly fits better. The Baxter building has a very similar look to the New York, in fact, um, where the, the Fantastic Four are based. So uh, that's a, a really good shout, actually, on the Fantastic Four. It's interesting. But yeah, Spider-Man's definitely going to be a shoe, and he's been, yeah. he's been at Disneyland Paris now. Well, he was the first Marvel thing they ever had. Yeah, and it, that would have been just before The Amazing Spider-Man came out. I think it might have been Amazing Spider-Man 2. They definitely advertised Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And they still were up until... Well, last year. A year ago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, it was definitely... It's, it's been a while mm. that he's, he's been there. Um, but yeah, the, the ever-expanding... Um, team of avengers that we say that's a another bit of news that we can we can shout out there that um captain marvel will be making her appearances during the season of heroes as well as red skull for the first time in a theme park yeah red skull's an interesting one um that's a weird costume yeah it's a weird costume and I mean, we saw nothing of him after, you know, for obvious reasons, after the Captain America, the first Avenger. And then yep. all of a sudden he pops up in Infinity War. And look, I would say spoilers, but if you haven't watched Infinity War by now, that's your yep. lookout. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the best, yeah. one of the best films of last year. You haven't seen it yet? Not my problem. Yep. Um, but um, he pops up in that. It, it, it was a bit odd because like, it was just like, why is he here? Yeah. Very strange. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, always good to have a villain in the in the piece. Uh, they're obviously struggling with Thanos. Yeah, but, and uh, I, th- I think I think Loki's too loved to be a villain. Oh, way too many fans, and also as well, like we said before, like he's he's too much of a tweener. Like, yeah, you know, he's been as as much a villain as he's been a good guy. So, you know, yeah, pretty certainly, much. I think they're they're trying to send him down a better route with this this new TV series exactly. that they're gonna he's going to be the hero of the piece, so they don't really want to be portraying him as the villain. Are they Are they Maleficent in him? Yeah, I think so. I think I've just created I, a word. Yeah, I did read an article that basically they're trying to retcon Loki right. from, from Avengers from the first one into being something completely different, mm, okay. um, which isn't a surprise. Tom, Tom Hiddleston's a, a loved actor at the moment. So. Very, yeah, very popular character. Very popular. So. Um, going back... So, yeah, all I want to say on, on the art of animation, some people, uh, sorry, art of animation, art of Marvel, some people have, like, screamed, you know, they've cheaped out. Um, I, I don't agree with that, to be honest. I don't know what you what you wanted. I don't think anyone, I certainly would have thought if they'd have turned the New York into some kind of Marvel pop century hybrid, no one would have liked that. No, and uh, that, it can't be that. No, because otherwise they'd lose in their second build hotel. Yeah, it's it's just no. So I think they're trying to bring Marvel in, yeah, and keep it classy. Because at the end of the day, like there will be people that uh, you know, there's lots of people you speak to who still hate, even though it's been ten years, still hate the fact Marvel is seen as a Disney property. Yeah. And and don't like there's any Marvel stuff in the parts. So there'll be people that will not want to stay in this hotel. Equally, you will have people that you will bring in because there's a Marvel hotel. So I think by doing this, you kind of appease everybody because 
if you want to stay at the New York, but you're not a massive fan of Marvel, well, then it's a classy way of doing it. And if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to admire the art. So yeah. I, I yeah, think exactly. it's a win-win. Yeah, I I can safely say that we'll be planning on staying at some point mm. once it once it reopens. Yeah. I know we'll probably have to wait a while because it will be the top build hotel for for a year to eighteen months. Well, it will be if uh, you know if they still do the the planned closure of the Disneyland, which I think will... they have to. Yeah. So, and I, and I don't doubt for a minute that that's going to get a theme as well. Yeah, I don't know what they they theme it to. That's the Mary Poppins. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I mean, we're going to talk. We're not going to talk about Mary Poppins Returns on this podcast. We're doing a, a Diz After Dark about Mary Poppins. We're recording tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. Um, I, I just don't think Mary Poppins has that that star power. It might not do, but I don't think it needs that. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Not with it being the, the highest ranked hotel. Yeah, it, and to, it just needs the subtle flush, flushes of something. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I suppose that could work actually. Like it's, it's of that period, you yeah. could do some really good things in there with, again, with art and design. So I could see, I could see it working. I just don't know if that they'll go down that route. I, I'm pretty sure they won't be in the Tron Hotel. So. <laughs> Well, that kind of takes us on to something else as well. And I don't think we've really talked about it, but while we were there in September, mm. um, we noticed that there was some some building work going on just outside the parks. Um, some land flattening that hadn't been talked about. Um, I was told at the time that that was meant to be for a new hotel. Mm. Um, how true that is, I don't know. Um but it's since come out in the last week or so that um, they have planning permission to uh, for demolition on the events arena. Yes, yes, over by the lake. Yeah, which I spoke to you about while we were there and said that it was weird that they'd built steps up to it that were blocked off yes. and weren't being used. Um, now, don't take my word, I've not been told anything. Um but it was always believed that that was land for a hotel. Mm. Right from the word go, the, the plan was always to fill that that lake up with hotels all the way around it. Um, whether that's what the plan is now, um, we don't know. I've heard rumours that it's an expansion to the village is the plan, is to extend it out further. Um whether it's something else, I've heard rumours that it will be turned into a permanent conference hall rather than than just a tent. So there's there's multiple different things going on at the moment with regards to to building of things that we don't know about. I mean, on top I, of everything that we do know about. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I mean, obviously, we know there's going to be a refurbishment in the village. They've already announced that. Um, would I like to see the village expanded? Absolutely, because I don't feel that it's it's particularly big but it's what you do in there that i think matters i don't think i mean the fact that there is a huge shopping mall one train stop away yeah i don't think you want to turn it into a disney springs because there's not really the the need for it like it's it's far too the transport to uh to the the shopping center is, is too easy it's like one stop on the train it's you know a a 10 minute bus ride 
at, you know that you can get from the 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 bus depot where you yep. get the buses to the hotels it doesn't seem that that's what they want to do so you know if they're going to put a permanent show in there i know they've got obviously buffalo bills already but if they wanted to do what they've done elsewhere, like do a Cirque the Soleil type thing, yep. or something else permanent, I could say, okay, fair enough, but I don't think we're going to see a load more shops. Could they no. do some more restaurants? Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, uh, I think a little bit more theming towards Disney, as we've seen at uh, Disney Springs. Mm. Um, there, I've heard rumours that we might possibly get a Jock Lindsay's. That'd be weird. At some point. Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take it. I love Jot Lindsay's, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could do in more places like that because there's a sports bar. Yeah. And Which is rumoured to be going. Interesting, okay. As part of the the refurb, as is the steakhouse. Interesting as well, because that's just had a refurbishment. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering whether that refurbishment was to the kitchen. Hmm, Okay. Yeah, it didn't um, look that different inside. If no, to to make it a bit more accessible, hmm. possibly. Um, I think that whole back area could could really do with some work. Obviously, there's McDonald's, which is is popular for everybody, but that whole building, I think the Rainforest Cafe could probably do with some work. Oh yeah. Um, we were looking at it because. For everybody that that doesn't follow on on Twitter, I've I've just sorted out a trip for for me and my son um, in less than two months, um, and we looked at that, and he his choice was I'd rather go to Cafe Mickey. Um, when we looked at the pictures, he was kind of like, nah, I'm not really that bothered. Um, so yeah, that could definitely do with some work, and I think that just that whole whole end there's there's room for expansion on that that back bit so hopefully that's what's coming it's not just going to be a retheme and everything stays the same yeah i'm not i'm not a massive fan of rainforest anyway um i have the same problem with rainforest i do with the current planet hollywood which is like i just find them both pretty dark when i'm eating um and i just i'm not a big fan of that um it's an odd one because obviously they've they've changed most of planet hollywoods across the world now the ones that yeah. remain. And so London is similar to the one they've now got at Disney Springs, which is a lot more open, a lot more light yeah. inside. Um, yeah, you could argue it's not quite as well themed, but at least I can see what I'm eating uh, and I yeah. can hear as well. Um, and Rainforest Cafe, I just find too expensive and, and too dark, personally. Yeah. Cafe Mickey, the food is bang average, if we're completely yeah. honest, but you're going there for a character meal. Yeah, so and I've heard, I've heard good it. reviews about about it recently, so they seem to have upped their game a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So, I'd like to see a, an expansion to the village. I just think it would be nice to add a few more bits in there. It's been the yeah. same size since pretty much since it opened. Um, yeah. I think the only real addition to that was, you know, in terms of extending it a bit, was when they added that McDonald's yeah. behind it. Um but a lot of a lot of wasted space. Um, we've seen various things there over the years. I mean, obviously, Hurricanes Nightclub is still there at the moment and has been closed since about two thousand and two or two thousand three. Um, so that's that's a building that they could do something with. They used to have a bowling alley um, that yeah. went. So you know, other than the cinema and, and um, 
Buffalo Bills, there's no kind of entertainment there. So no. yeah, it's fine if you want to go and have something to eat, which is what a lot of people do, but it could do with another bar or two. Because yeah, said, like the sports bar is pretty much yeah. Yes, you can get a beer at the um, the castle. Yeah, but you can get beers at Billy Bob's as well. Yeah, but well, yeah, I suppose Billy Bob's is live entertainment as well. Actually, saying yeah. that, um, but you know, you might not want to listen to that kind of music. No, exactly. So, it, it feels like you need some some areas, kind of like the Edison and and places mm. like that 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 maybe has entertainment at some point, but isn't necessarily what you're going there for. You're going for a meal or for a drink, mm. um, something like that. And, uh, and yeah, just some, some differences with the, the restaurants as well, a bit more variation. I think, I think they started to do it with the addition of Vapiano's though. We wouldn't know, <laughs> um, but um, well, they started that, but I just find that weird that they expanded that way. Um, in a way, people people wouldn't be walking. I just I find that a little bit strange. Other than the fact that they've now put in a new bus depot behind it. Mm. But no, you're you're spot on because I remember when um, Lindsay last went, and I I just assumed she'd be going to Five Guys because she likes Five Guys here. And I said, so did you, did you find Five Guys? And she went, oh, no, like you said, it was in the village, but I couldn't find it. Now, I knew where it was, but that's because I follow this stuff. Yeah. She was there, and she was just there as a visitor and had no idea that these pla- where these places were. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you look back on that night, it was not, Five Guys was dead, pretty yeah. much. And Vapiano's wasn't particularly busy. What it was no. was slow. Yeah, but it wasn't busy. Like any queue you jumped into, there was only two people in front of you. Yeah, it's just that it took a long time to get the food done. Exactly, you're waiting for it all to be cooked in front of you, which is annoying. But yeah, uh, do you know what I mean? Like that area should be a lot busier than it was. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere in the village was rammed, but that side wasn't because I think people don't know it. They're there. No, exactly. And the West one plus point is that you've got the hotels around the lake that have got the, the buffets and restaurants around there. If you've booked in advance, if you if you know about that, otherwise you might struggle to get get somewhere to eat. But that is the, the one plus point of, of where the village is compared to the hotels. Mm. So I suppose there is that. But yeah, just a little vari- little bit of variation, I think, from from burgers and, and things like that. Um and just quick, even there's even a lack of like quick service meals along there as well. You've you've got McDonald's and Earl of Sandwich, and and I suppose Starbucks as well if you want to take that. But that, that's not meals. That's just a quick service drink and snack. Yeah. Thing, but yeah, just some maybe some quick service items around there as well. Now, Disney do so well as well. That's that's the the weird thing that there is this lack of of quick service provided by Disney. And and maybe, just maybe, somewhere it does some vegetarian food. Yeah. Because the the one thing, I mean, we, you know, we went to McDonald's, I, don't, like, I looked at the vegetarian menu and uh, fish burger was on it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I, as a pescatarian, that was fine. But, like, you know, I dread going there as a vegan. Yeah. Because, or anyone that is vegan, because they, they you know, you're limited in where you go. Um, yeah. When I went in uh, December, 
most places we went to uh, had at least a vegetarian burger on the menu. And whilst I had one, and it was quite nice, actually, it was the single messiest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Like, the thing just disintegrated in my hand. There was sauce everywhere. It was horrible to eat luckily it was it was nice to eat but it was horrible to actually try and eat um but it was it was that everywhere like everywhere you went it was a vegetarian burger yeah or a salad and you know there are you know more people that are trying to uh you know cut down on meat or or just don't want meat every time they they eat a meal yeah it'd be nice to just have somewhere that has a few options that were a little bit different uh, a pizza place is perfect <laughs> if you think yeah. about it but um yeah i just i just think that that there's room to improve and more options just in general that's obviously a very you know many yeah. people will be shouting at me now for saying you know such things about weird diets but um yeah i think some some more variety would be good and some yeah. more places just go and have a drink because yeah at the moment and again, this is something I was I was writing about when I was researching, is when the park closes, you pretty much gotta go and have a meal or yeah. go back to a hotel to have a drink. Yeah. Like if you just want to chill out and, and have a drink at the end of the night, then yeah. you know, there's there's not a, a proper bar to go to. Even the sports no. bar, oh yes, okay, it's a bar, but it's not a proper you know no. it's showing no, it's big not. Screen sports, and you know, it might not be. And most of the time, you have to sit outside. Exactly. So it's not. No matter all... what time of the year it is. Exactly. So it's not. You you want like a proper bar or something. Yeah. And the hotel bars are great, but they're expensive. Yeah. Um. So you're not going to have that many drinks doing it. So yeah, some some other nighttime options, please, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my idea, just just thinking about it while mm. we've been sitting there talking, is thinking about all those booths that they've they've had set up. Hmm along Disney Village, maybe just like a little French market thing. Well, An undercover I mean, French market it's to put worked, those in. It's worked really well. Well, I think it's worked really well in the studios. Yeah. Um, you know, they did some stuff for Christmas, which has been Which extended. I'm going to get to see, yeah. Yeah, because it's been extended. Um, yeah. Now, that's not been extended because it's not doing well. No, exactly. And the first one did well. Mm. And then the, the one in the, the summer did well. We saw how popular it was while we were there. Yeah. So it's not a surprise that they brought it back. It's it's very much, and I, I spoke about this on on my own podcast the other other day, talking about the the festival of the holidays at at California Adventure. Um, and these Christmas ones seem to be doing better than mm. than the regular ones at the moment. Well, um, I mean, there were, I mean, obviously, I saw the Christmas ones, and yeah. you know, you had a variety of uh, hot food, yeah, hot snacks, regular snacks. And drink, yeah. So you you know there was some stores that just had uh, you know cocktails or, or alcoholic and non alcoholic drinks like mulled wine, normal wine, beer, soft drinks, but not just what they were selling everywhere else. Um, yeah. And then you could have some cake, you could have mussels, you could have um, that weird cheese that's like really you know they have to slice it up with a knife, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what that cheese is called, but it, it, I mean, it, it was pongy. I will say yeah. that it was pongy. They had chestnuts. Um, you know, th- there was a, a, a wide variety of things. So if you wanted to have, you know, your lunch there, you could. If you wanted like an afternoon snack, you could. If you wanted to just have a drink, 
you could. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was nice to just have those kind of options. And because it's in that environment, you're walking past and you're getting all these smells. So it's more tempting than going into somewhere to think, oh, I might want something in here. You yeah. Know? So no, I think it's a great selling point. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think that would work as something more themed towards the French. Yeah. That they they quite clearly want to go down. I think I think that's the way Disney are looking at it now. That they want want something more in in tune with with where the park is. And so they should. Yeah. I've I've never yeah. had a problem with that. I mean, no. I think I said in the last podcast the problem I had with Startles too was that it was either French or English. Yeah, have an amalgamation, but but don't ignore where you are. Yeah, that's not a thing at all. I mean, I do know people get upset that you know why isn't everything in English? Well, because you're in France. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't it be in English. No, exactly. Um, but I think that's that's one good way of doing it. Plus, it makes you try things you probably wouldn't normally try. Yeah, exactly. So, so. all for it. Yeah. The only other thing that we failed to mention in terms of um, news and clothes and that kind of thing is that um, Disney Junior is definitely going. Yeah. Uh, but did they, have they given us a date for that? No, I think that's, that that could possibly go down at the same time that Rock and Roller Coaster goes down. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, because then that will give them the option then to close that whole side of the park off. That attraction has needs to be closed down for a long time. Yeah, mainly because because I actually think it's quite a fun show. But yeah, and I thought the the, the original one in in Hollywood Studios was as well. Mm. But it's it's that the the problem is is that the the series that they represent in that show haven't been shown on Disney Junior or uh, whatever it was called, Playhouse Disney, I think, when it first opened. Yeah. Um, in about 10 years. No. Whereas um, the one in Florida did, it actually got updated to the, the current one. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember all of it now. I remember it had Little Einstein. Oh, it was yeah. Handy Manny, Little yeah. Einsteins, My Friend Tigger and... My Friend... Was it My Friend Tigger yeah, and Yeah, My Friend Tigger and Poe, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then Mickey's Clubhouse, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. So Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is the only one that's pretty timeless. Pooh yeah. and Tigger, whilst the characters are you know, obviously well known in various yeah. other media, the style um, of them wasn't. <laughs> no, you know they were dressed as superheroes. They had a weird girl with them, um, which you only knew if you watched that show. Yeah. And Little Einsteins and, and Handy Manny hadn't been on for years, so. Yeah. The whole thing was incredibly dated and made even yep. worse than when you were queuing in that building and they would have current characters there. <laughs> yep. When we went and saw it, because we went and saw it in Florida first. Right. Um, but then we went and did it in Paris and Sam was Sam must have been just over two when we went and did that. And it was it was Jake and Sophia. Princess Sophia. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and he went dancing with them and he was more than happy but then when he went in the main thing and he didn't know who anybody was it, until it got to Mickey it yeah. was a bit like mm. yeah very very weird very clever show but yeah, yeah just just very very dated Um, and so really what does that leave for Stitch because that's the only thing that's on that side that they haven't announced anything for yet but yeah. it's going to have to go at some point, surely. It's going to have to, because it's smack bang in the middle of everything else. So yeah, it's got to go at some point. I, whether they keep it as something similar. Well, I mean, if I, Tower of Terror doesn't go to Guardians, maybe that could be Rocket mm, instead. I don't know, but... 
or they have because if you think about it stitch and tower of terror are if you did a diagonal line they're actually in line with each other so yeah. unless they had those as the kind of end end zone before yeah. it becomes marvel um that that could possibly work i just wonder if they're wanting to keep something open on that side of the park possibly it's fairly easy to close it off from there isn't it mm. well you stick so, a wall up yeah that's what they're gonna do yeah um, they're gonna have to because everything's gonna at some point everything is gonna be down together well the restaurant uh restaurant the stars is confirmed to yep. close yep that's, um, that's an Ant-Man restaurant the so the they haven't announced anything about Blockbuster Cafe, but there'll be no need for that. And it's open. I always find it open quite rarely anyway. Yeah. And I can never remember what the diner thing's called. Yeah. Uh, Le Coulier. Yeah. Um, that is apparently, like I read somewhere that, that they're going to be experimenting with touchscreens to order food. Interesting. Um. But I wonder because it's that's mobile, isn't it? That building. Yeah, I think that's quite easy to move. So I reckon that we might see that open and that just be moved to another part of the park. Yeah, I wonder if that's what they do because they don't want to lose too many restaurants. No, at the same no, time, exactly because that's gonna. What's it gonna leave you with? I mean, you could probably drag that. Sorry. Well, yeah, uh, and Studio One. Yeah, that's literally it. Pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, because we we with this I I never realised how bad it was for food in there, like for yeah. sit down food, um, and yeah, that's that's your kind of food choices unless you want to go like what we did and got some, uh, you know, we had some of the Marvel themed yeah, <laughs> cakes and donuts. Um, but yeah, if you wanted an actual meal, you struggle. So I wonder if they'll yeah. drag that down. I, I can see that putting that the other side of um, Tower of Terror. Yeah. You know, kind of down the other side of it. Yeah. Um, and then closing that whole area off because obviously um, Lights, Motors, Action will go down at some point as well. Same reason. Yeah. But there's other there's other ways to get into that, isn't there? So that's not... Well, that, well yeah, that, down the side of um, Tower of Terror. Yeah, exactly. You You'll have to go around the back, won't you? Yeah. Um, which will be fairly easy once they close the backstage tour. Yes, will make that easier. So, the, and and we've mentioned that the the uh, lights, motors, action will go down at some point. That is, it is going to go away at some point. Mm. Um, but just what, won't be in this phase. By no. the sound of it, that will possibly be something that comes later on. They, they need to keep some stuff open if they can, and, yeah. and obviously it's what they can keep open and. As you say, they can close off that whole area, but because you've got another access point to it, they could still keep it open. Um, and I wonder if that will be one of the last things to close. Yeah, uh, for I that would reason. So it's a it's a big people eater. Mm. Yeah, every hour or so you t- chuck in a couple of thousand people. Um, well, it, it can take that. Let's let's yeah, not. And, <laughs> and with everything else closed, it's going to have to. Mm. That is the thing. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and we kind of glossed over it, but they are essentially cutting off half the park yeah. as it stands. And we've seen already at Hollywood Studios and have done similar for um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, the, the not not damaged so much, but 
the enjoyment of the day. And let's be honest, there's more to do in Hollywood studios. We know we joke about it being like two attractions left or whatever. But yeah. if you think about, you know, on the, on the other side, you've got things like, uh, you know, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. You've got the Beauty and the Beast show. Um, you've got Tower of Terror. You've got Rock and Roller Coaster. You've got Toy Story Mania. You've got all these things. And now obviously they've, they've reopened Toy Story Land. But even when Toy Story Land was still being done, you still had quite a fair few things to do yeah. um, and things that took a lot of people in, in Jan Jan's stunt show um, yeah. managed to survive. <laughs> um, yeah. But Disneyland Paris doesn't seem to have that in the studios. No. You know, they have Mickey the Magician, which is seasonal, although we should mention that is being brought back early this year. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's earlier than it was last year, wasn't it? Wasn't it March last year? Yeah. Come back. Yeah. And it's being brought back at the beginning of February, um, which is good news if you're going out then. I'm still determined never to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not through choice, it's just luck. I'm never going to see that show. Um, they've got that. They've got, obviously, Cinemagique Theatre. which Something will be in there. Something I'm Marvel, sure we'll find out soon. Something Marvel will be going back in there. I mean, I wonder at if, some point. I wonder if that's what the Red Skull is going to be. I think that there was a lot of mention that he was going to be a meet and greet character, but I don't believe he will be. I think he'll be part of either the show in there or he's going to be part of the show on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll be a meet and greet. No. I don't think he's popular enough for a start. I mean, I, I, know, I don't think I, a lot of people know who he is. Well, I think the thing is, like, I mean, as a new character, there'll be a lot of uh, the, the, the fans who obsessed with character collecting will obviously want yeah. to meet him but there's not enough of those to justify no. a meet and greet for him exactly so no it'll be it's certainly going to be interesting as to what what happens now mm. i think this is the first time that and i think it's the first time for a lot of a lot of things i know disneyland lost a huge chunk of land with um with star wars land with with galaxy's edge um but this is a whole different kettle of fish for a for a park that wasn't in great shape as it was uh, to then lose half of its park. Um, it's it's whole new territory for a lot of people, I think. I mean, look, the thing is, they say you've got to take a step back to move forward. And that's clearly what this is going to be, because once this is all finalised, it's going to rejuvenate that park. Because... Yep. You know, it'll be brand new attractions or certainly rethemed attractions that will be, you know, even if they even if they reopened Armageddon as like shield helicopter uh, helipad attack or something. Yeah. You'd, you'd go on it at least once. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So you will be bringing people in for the first time. You'll be bringing people back to do things they probably haven't done for a long time. So, yeah. you know. It, it, it'll be a real I do think it'll be a big success when it happens but it's just what's going to happen in that downtime um, yeah. Disney historically have not been very good at turning around and saying look we're giving you half a park so we're going to reduce the ticket price I yeah. honestly think they should because I think attendance is going to really bottom out yeah I'm honest yeah it um, will do for a while and, and certainly with with uh, less places to stay on site as well mm. um Prices for that will go up as well. I wonder if they're gearing all this up for the 30th anniversary and they're going to make a real big 
song and dance. And I wonder if what we'll see, because I mean, bearing in mind now that now Disney own Disneyland Paris. Yeah. They don't have to, um, you know, it, it's incorporated into everything else. Yeah. So before, like, you know, they had to please the Disneyland Paris shareholders and they had to report all this stuff. Whilst I think now, if Disneyland Paris have another, you know, the next two years where attendance drops, uh, spend is, you know, lessened and, and everything like that, and they have a few financial um, irregularities during that yeah. period where, uh, you know, they, they've got a lack of attendance or, you know, at, um a downturn in attendance is what I mean. Yeah. Um, that they, it's easier to kind of discuss that and sweep it under the carpet a little bit than it would have been before. Exactly. And I they, they can could sweep a... it into the, the main main debt of parks and resorts. Exactly. And so what we will see is, you know, come uh, 2022, this huge marketing push for its 30th anniversary and look what's re- you know, look what we've got open and look at these new hotels and all this. So maybe that's what it is. And they're, you know, already kind of prepared. They're going to have, you know, the next two years where, or three years where things are going to look a bit bleak, but the future is going to be really bright at the end of it. Um, I mean, they're not going to have... I don't think they're going to have everything ready by 2022, if I'm honest. Probably not. But, um, you know, they'll have Marvel done and they'll have, I'd imagine, Star Wars. Yeah, possibly. I would imagine so. I think that's where they're, they're aiming, aren't they, to get that mm. done. And obviously the, the costs aren't going to be huge for Star Wars land because a lot of it's already been done. And also as well, like, it, it's not taken as long as I thought it would do. Once they started work in Florida and in California, it's not taken that long to start building it up. So, no, it certainly hasn't. So they've they've done a done a pretty quick turnaround, especially now with the the re reannounced dates that they all seem to be opening a little bit earlier than we we anticipated. Mm. Um, certainly with the June opening of of Disneyland and and now a full opening for for Florida. Um, it's definitely changed a bit mm. to what we thought we were going to get. So it's interesting to see how long it's going to take them um, to get Paris done. That's yeah. for sure. So was there anything else um, we haven't mentioned that you wanted to bring up? or I don't think so. There was a, another topic that we were going to look at, but I think I think that can wait after the amount we've we've talked about on on this. Um, I think we can leave that for a, for another show. Do you, do you want to tease people with that? Or? Uh, we were just going to talk about the um, the new seasons. Um, now they they are due to begin in the next few days. Um, we were going to look at the the new Legends of the Force um, and go a bit more in detail for that, and um, the return of pirates and princesses as well. Um, but that could probably be left until our March show, really. Um, as we mentioned, we are going to talk something separate in the next show. So that can probably wait until March, and, and I will have actually taken part in them. So um, that can probably wait until then, really. There you go. So that's the next couple of shows sorted. Um, so make sure, if you haven't already, to uh, subscribe, because that's the easiest way of getting new shows when they're 
their launch. I know some people just like to see that we put a show out and then we'll just go and download it. But if you've subscribed on a platform that allows you to, then a new episode drops and you get it straight on your uh, device. So please do that if you haven't. Um, also, views are always welcome. Um, we've had some recently, so thank you very much for everyone that's done that. Um, but, you know, always looking for more. So, you know, just takes a few seconds, give us a few stars, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Any any little helps, really, Yeah. as we as we continue to grow and continue to put out more more stuff. And like we said, you know, we've already had, you know, for the next show we're going to talk about Thunder Mesa because that was suggested to us. So if there's anything that you want to... Uh, to hear us discuss, then um, get in touch and, um, you know, would love to discuss that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely always on the on the lookout for what people want to hear about. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that, that we love talking about, but um, there's always the chance that other people might want to hear something something different that we haven't thought about. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if we really wanted to just talk about it ourselves, then we could just probably pick up the phone and talk to each other. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's stuff that you want to hear us talk about as well. So uh, please do. And if we don't speak before, we will see you in February with another episode of Discover DLP. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.